0: Hi, you're listening to What's the Schemata, a schema therapy podcast for therapists, with ISST accredited schema therapy supervisors and trainers Chris Hayes and Rob Brockman. For more information on schema therapy, visit our website schematherapytraining.com. So we and? we
1: we came up with a um, with a name for Andrew. So it's, we start with Doctor Happy.
0: I'm just eating my happy meal right now. <laughs> <laughs> my my Andrew meal for now on. My kids ask for a happy meal. It's going to be an Andrew meal.
2: Thanks, dudes. Um, I should I should remind my
1: kids that that's
2: who I am in my professional life. Because I don't I don't think I don't think they necessarily see that in my day to day life. But yeah, are I mean... you the opposite? Are you like like oh, unrelated nah, standards? Man, but, or I mean, you kind of. <sighs> No, I mean, I think, I think I'm a pretty playful person, but I think the whole, I think the whole happy child stuff has kind of taught me that, that getting into the play state and being playful is often effortful. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I think there's some people that are, that are, that are more inclined or find it easier to, to get into that space. But I think for most of us with like being adulted I guess as a way of putting it it's actually can be pretty difficult but I mean I like to think I'm pretty
0: playful. And so you're thanks. a little cheeky boy? You're thanks. a little cheeky boy? <laughs> <laughs> so guys this <laughs> is going to go, thanks, on, all that, 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 gonna go on all podcast that, this that, is going to go on all podcast.
1: This is going to be a different one.
2: It helps me feel a bit more relaxed chill out to the whole thing that that our relationship doesn't have to change because it's like on a um on a
1: podcast you can just really give me grief. Out to you just give me grief and I will
2: give you guys grief and then okay. it's all good
1: and we'll just like, we'll just put it down as happy child
0: yeah 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 okay let's get serious just for a moment We're all right
1: on. mate yeah all right look Shoot. um chris t- tell us some things um andrew about about your work you know where you work the kind of populations you work with
2: yeah i mean now i'm just all um working private practice um spent as As you know, Rob spent um nearly nearly my whole career in like a public mental health setting, working with people with sort of more chronic and severe mental health problems, personality disorders, and stuff like that. But I think like um recently just being in private practice, um, I think I see people with all different sorts of presentations, but but funny, funny enough, at the moment, the the kind of the most common, group that i'm working with is which is is therapists and that's been really cool and interesting and and fun and you know new new challenges and and yeah new -hmm. exciting things to learn but yeah so just work in private um like yeah do it do mostly therapy um supervision and a little bit of teaching and training as well yep
1: yep and we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff. We've got some, We want to que- question you about things about you know working with therapists and and some of the, the stuff you've been working on. Uh, before we do though, can you say a few things about about your schema journey, like how you got into it? And, um, um, and I've got this thing I came up with. If you could, you go along with it. Um, if you could share, if because if possible, one moment, right, even a memory, if possible. When you decided that you were hooked on schema. Yeah, I
2: actually do know that moment. I All actually right. do know that. Do you want to start with that or start with the G? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, come on with that. So um I used to do a lot of DBT because the service that I was working with at the time um wanted to do that. So therefore I kind of took that on. I, I really enjoyed it, loved the um the team aspect of it. And throughout the way um i kind of got back into schema therapy um and it was there at the end of kind of like a a, like a period of care so like in our dbt program there was sort of like this um 12 months of group and then there was sort of like this four to six months of I can't remember what they called it. It was like an outro, like an outro to the group. And you'd, you'd 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 work on stuff, work on targeted stuff that wasn't necessarily a part of the stuff that you were doing as part of the DBT program. And I said to this person that I was working with at the time, I said, look, what what do you want to do for these last four months? I've been, I've been kind of getting back into this schema therapy thing and doing doing um rescripting and stuff. Do you want to do some of that? And that person was really into it. And um one of the first, I think it was the first imagery rescripting that we did. Uh, she, we floated back to this, um, uh, kind of shaming experience that she had as a, as a little kid and, um, went in, did my best to meet the needs, acceptance, you know, attributing, um, blame and shaming, you know, to the, to the mother at the time. And, um, when we talked about it the week after, she had this amazing experience. Also, it was incredible that she said that as a result of that, it's the first time in her life that she um, started to believe that she wasn't actually evil. Like, it was the first time in life that she didn't actually, um, yeah, f- feel, feel that, yeah <laughs> she started questioning
1: true. the idea. Like, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, and, and so for Fizz-pop. me that was pretty yeah wow. exactly, exactly and you've done like 12 months of DBT and stuff well
2: it's the thing like, I I I I reckon I mean I I know this that um she would not have got that kind of really um significant corrective emotional experience had she not done all the yeah. work yeah. previous but but I, but I do I do know also that if we'd not done the imagery scripting she would not have had that
1: yeah, wow.
2: incredible corrective emotional experience so like I, I don't I don't think it was just their imagery rescripting, but there was something in that moment that, I, yeah, yeah, I just thought, yeah, this is, mm. this is the it's thing. It's an nice example
1: of how some of that, um, the DBT stuff kind of, kind of yeah, scaffold things and, and allow for something else to happen later.
2: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it allowed her the opportunity to really make use of that, to feel perhaps very safe, feel, you know, um, very regulated, yeah, to be able to make use of that experience.
1: So this is your this is your schema memory your core yeah, schema memory the big one yeah. the doctor oh, happy yeah. beautiful doctor, the doctor <laughs> happy
0: like the 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 happiness doctor <laughs> 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 you um this has become a bit of a thing for you and I think it's really great I mean I think um a lot of us um you know could kind have of overlook overlooked this um this particular mode that's in yeah. therapy yeah. and what um what do you think it's important. What do you think? Um, this is important. Um,
2: uh, I mean, I kind of feel like that. For the most part, in our model, what we're focused on, quite rightly, is um, uh, reducing pain. Mm. Um, you know, working on you know those really painful. Um, schemas in the disconnection rejection domain helping people feel safe helping people feel accepted reducing shame and that sort of stuff but i i I kind of feel like as part you know as a as a group and as a model we don't focus on um joy freedom um uh and i guess the positive stuff that Mm. that you know that we can kind of get out of life it's very much focused Mm. on um the, the reduction of the reduction of pain, and I mean for me, I, I really feel like in our model, it's a big part of what makes up someone's sense of of who they are. And I think that was sort of one of the things that really um, draw me drew drew me um, to this area. Um, is that I was I was sort of working with uh, actually actually when I first started. When I first started in in private, um, having come from uh, like a um, mental health uh, background with people more sort of severe acute kind of problems, yeah. mm-hmm. um, there's there sort of two populations that I found kind of quite, I guess it was new to me in a way or it was kind of intriguing that there was um, a group of people that perhaps um, had a historical diagnosis of borderline personality disorder or yeah. had a... Um, uh trauma history and all of those kind of associated problems but were further on in their in their recovery journey yeah. um and then there was this other group that um i guess had that kind of classic inhibition anxiety self-consciousness um type of thing going on mm. and um for, for firstly for that, for that anxious group um uh, uh, it was pretty obvious that what they needed was um, more more freedom, more joy, mm-hmm. more, more spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of uh, went back to the literature and think, okay, how do, how do I do this? How do I do like this happy child stuff? Like it was really good. What I found was really good. But but two things I noticed: um, firstly, a lot of the skills were a lot more attributable, a lot more easy to to kind of use in a group format. Mm. Um and when I started to talk just when I started talking to colleagues about you know how how we do this happy child stuff what I tended to notice is that we're all kind of doing quite a um kind of like a a, a generic approach to what we think is um happy child or what we kind of think is play so so it's preconceived,
0: basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I and, feel very happy right now. You look that happy. So, right. Yeah, right. If,
2: if we do this, yeah. if we kind of do, if we play this particular game, we're going to feel happy. If we <laughs> um, do this particular activity, that makes me feel happy. So it probably should make everyone's going ser- to play Monopoly. Yeah, everybody.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I hate Monopoly. I don't want to ever play Monopoly.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It reminds so, me of my childhood. We all know that. It's a bit like, right? It's, we all know that mate who has a game that he thinks is awesome. <laughs> and like other people don't have that that relationship. You just don't to the understand, game.
2: understand, fellas. You just don't understand. Like, come on, guys, we've
1: yeah. all got to play Monopoly. Yeah. And then like half the people hate Monopoly. Right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, exactly. there's nothing wrong with with Monopoly, by the no, way. No, but, but it's
0: but a actually- good example because even like you know, you you say you think of Monopoly. If you've if you've had it a circumstance growing up where it's all been stressful and awkward and horrible, then that's not fun, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, it's been um tired and you know, Well, like me, you had a competitive sister
1: who just smashed you at Monopoly like relentlessly. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I think I'm kind of jumping a bit now, but I kind of feel like one of the barriers to developing this mode is misattunement to play. Mm. And mm. I think that's that, that piece is really important in terms of being attuned to what play is and what play can be in our clients, because I think a lot of us have kind of grown up in environments where we're encouraged to play in a particular way. Certain types of play are encouraged, certain types of play are um, discouraged. Um, but, but sorry coming, coming back to your, your original question. Um, so I really didn't have a hell of a lot to go on in terms of mm. how to apply this to it in an individual um, context or find different ways to apply it. So like I, I went then went to the play literature. And started reading up on play, and so there is
0: literature on play. Yeah, you started, yeah, instead yeah. oh, there's you tons of, playing of it. Around in there's the tons of it.
2: Yeah, so yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the interesting yeah. thing is, 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 is that we think that there's not much literature on happy child, but all yeah. you have got to do is search play. Yeah, that's it. And there's just tons. Boom. There's yeah. just there's just tons. We, we just we just don't. That's
1: really it. beautiful, though. Really, this is one thing I got. Um, I attended your workshop in Bali earlier this year. You did a, you did a one day workshop on this topic? And just seeing how much you've you've of the literature you've been able to integrate into your schema understanding, oh, been, based it on the so broader fun. literature, that's really cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's a good reminder that thanks. we don't have to have you know we want to build bridges with the broader literature. We don't want to have this little silo where this is schema and this is you know mm. has to be happy child. Yeah. But we want to we want to build those bridges to the to the broader literature.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Yeah, I, I mean, you, so. so so you go, Chris. I
0: was going to say it's just interesting as well because I think, you know, like maybe academics that are involved with the propagation of schemotherapy therapy and therapists themselves generally want to have, you know, be effective and, and you know, do good work and all this stuff that's focusing on the work and seriousness. Yeah, and I guess these sorts of things get sort of left out, you know, let out left out in the cold, you know, so it's good that, you know, this has been a focus. You've allowed yourself to 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 look at the interesting stuff like this and yeah
2: but but it, it, it can i pick up on what you just said like i've mm. I've, I've had to allow myself mm. because yeah, exactly. it's it's like we we doing this sort of stuff doing mm. happy child work for mm. many of us that we hold back because you kind of mm. feel like it's not the serious stuff like it's not yeah. the proper stuff which Please. emulates the process of getting getting back into playfulness mm. as an adult Mm. That we've kind of been socialised into this idea of what an adult is and what an adult does and the value mm. of of mm. play. So I think actually, yeah, you're right. Like it, it's it has been something that I've had to deliberately mm. continue to tell myself that this is actually worth it. This is there's a there's a yeah. point to it. Mm. Um, but yes, so like getting 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 into the play literature and figuring out um, ways to work with clients to understand stuff like like play temperaments what gets in the way of people being playful how to access the the play state has been really interesting and i guess that was um particularly useful for those kind of classic um uh inhibited um uh you know inhibited people or anxious people pessimistic um like tons of unrelenting standards um emotional inhibition and stuff like that kind of provided like a really nice um way to frame understand and and develop strategies and techniques and stuff like that but what what i what i was also finding as well for the for the people that um had kind of more like a a a trauma history and perhaps historical diagnosis of borderline personality disorder using some of these strategies to help them understand who they are i think has been really really mm. helpful mm. because you know hearing so many people saying i don't even know what i like so yeah. i guess if you don't even know what you like how can you possibly know who you are and we know what we know what we like essentially through the combination of positive affect or mm. joy in combination with a stimulus mm. and so one thing that i think the um the dbt guys um is it open dbt of sort of
0: yeah, radically open
2: yeah 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 they've sort of they've sort of um found i think we can learn something from it. it's the idea of um uh allow yourself to i think they say something like allow yourself to experience joy in combination with an activity if the if the activity sparks joy to repeat the activity so I kind of feel like using somewhat of that strategy with yeah. people that um, have difficulty knowing what they like and knowing who they are can be really useful. But but I, I feel like like in our model, the the gateway to that or the mechanism for that is um, allowing ourselves to access the happy child mode, which mm. when when the way that I think about it is. Um, Trying to enter the the play state or the the state of play. So I've yeah. I, so I, I think I think it's really useful because I think you know it allows us to access um uh, you know joyful states, but also think it's really useful in the concept of developing a sense of self as well.
0: So the play so state was, is something that's pretty important because I, I think when I think of happy child mode, I kind of think of humor, gags, and. But yeah. that might not necessarily be a play state. Yeah, it, it, be more... it can
2: be. It can be for some people. Yeah, for actually, some yeah. yeah, for some people, oh, it's that a
0: play of... state rather than. Yeah, yes, so it's. I think there's a definition. So mm-hmm. if you the definition, what's the definition of the play state then? For
2: so you, it'd be something along the lines of a state where we find inherently enjoyable. Um, there's an aspect of, um, losing self-consciousness. So, so first, first firstly, you enjoy it. There's something joyful or, um, nice about the way that you're feeling at that time. When you're doing a particular thing, you, you kind of lose time. It's sort of like, you know, how people talk about that that sort of state of flow. Like, you can sit down to do this thing and you really get into it, and before you know it, the time's, time's over. And importantly, there's sort of like this loss of self-consciousness as well. Like, we're not thinking about how we appear when mm-hmm. we're doing this thing. We're just kind of fully engaged in the activity. Okay. So, um, I mean, I, th- I think that those three are probably the most important aspect of the play mm-hmm. state. And I, I think, it's, I think um, it's really important for us as therapists to yeah, I mean, understand what it is for us, but understand what that that is for our clients as well, so we can kind of see when they're in it, and when we can see when they're in it, we can point, point it out to them, and we can um, use that to kind of build their sense of um, the type of play or the type of playfulness that might be kind of like uh, um, uh, inherently sort of
1: true to them or or, or, or temperamentally true to their um, yeah. Temperamentally true to them. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean there's something um that's interesting. So so you kind of landed in exploring this, you landed on like the identity issue, which you might not have been um uh no, I didn't intended, intend to. No,
2: no. no, 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 no. No. And I'm I, I I think there's I think there's something in it because I mean for the people that I've worked with and have been doing this sort of stuff that that does tend to be even if we're not focusing on it deliberately, it tends to be like a bit of an artifact like by um Knowing more about what brings you joy and um, leaning into that more, giving yourself permission to play, giving yourself permission to be more, more playful, people do start to get a sense of of a, kind of like a more coherent self or more um, yeah sense of who, who they are.
1: It's interesting because that symptoms always a little strange, like that lack of identity. It's sort of it's sort of like a deficit. A sort of um symptom is a sort of something that they can't experience or they don't experience a sense of identity or so it, it makes sense how you link that to the happy child. Yeah. 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 The um the the other thing I got out of doing um hanging out with you for a day and, and doing this stuff in a workshop um was how often it came up that okay, so you're getting the clients to experience like to taste um joy, to experience joy the play state. Right, so you're like, "Hey, can you recognize that? What's that like?" But how often? What came up for me, and for others in the group, were blocks. Yes, like as in regular schema blocks. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was almost always you know uh, the demanding critic, the guilty and yeah. critic, the you know vulnerable child. Yeah, totally. Um, so in that sense, it the goal is different. Like you know, entering the play state, exploring these kind of things. But but it's still schema therapy. Absolutely. I mean,
2: yeah, absolutely. So, so so the the happy the happy child mode is just like the vulnerable child mode. It's a it's a feeling mode. And so just as it's difficult to um for many of us, many of our clients as well, to access the vulnerable child mode, it's 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 can be difficult and challenging to access the happy child mode because um either play or playfulness has been punished, it's not been encouraged. Or people have been socialized out of it so essentially yeah as you say like we're, we're working with schemas and working with modes mm-hmm. that inhibit access to that um to that state and i think that that's sort of one of the interesting things is that um i think we've as a group we've tend to focus on trying to come up with ways to access the happy child without Without kind of being aware of part of of the work being getting access, you know, getting there in the end, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we've got all these mad chair work activities, and um, uh, you know, all different sorts of stuff to kind of like bypass, detach, protector uh, modes to kind of get to vulnerability. But we can use, you know, many of the exact same strategies to access, um, uh, you know, pleasure and joy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, happiness yeah. and yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So it has some some implications too mm. for for working with things like the detached protector.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like I kind of I I kind of feel like um for me anyway, like the the happy child work has a bit of a a, a model or, or or progression. So, firstly, um, like I think we need to be aware that um, primary attachment schemas are primary so we need to make sure that people feel safe enough accepted enough secure enough because if, if we don't feel safe you know we, we, we don't play even as as children as adults if we don't feel safe if you feel threatened um, or socially yeah, yeah. threatened you can't we,
1: move forward yeah
2: yeah we, we can't we can't be playful um so i mean i think that's the that's the first thing that we need to focus on so if, i mean practically what that means is that um usually Happy child is, you know, not the first thing that we're focusing on with our with our clients. It's it's working on, um, you know, more primary attachment schemas. Yeah. And then I and then I kind of think that um, it's about this process of um, uh, providing an opportunity to enter the play state, either through usually through some sort of an activity. Um, notice what happens. And that's usually like schemas and modes coming up. Work with those schemas and modes. Uh, re- repeat the activity, like, like, do the, provide the opportunity again to enter the play state. Hopefully, the person experiences the, the state, the play state. And, and at that stage, it is about, um, yeah, like, like, like sitting in it in a way, like yeah. enjoying it, labeling it. Mm. Attuning to it so it's almost like we're trying to um uh give the person an in-session experience of of what we yeah. hope they start to chase like a,
1: like a discrimination outside. task so yeah you know feel like what what this is and then compare it to you know what this you know being able to grab yeah, exactly. between two sides and, yeah. and so this is what joy feels like now yeah. it shows up how hard is it though i mean it all sounds good and everything, you know, in, in reality, when it goes well. I mean, do you have any anecdotes like of the progression where people have built up this capacity?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I th- I think it is it is challenging. Um, and like we said before, we're trying to access a particular sort of state that um, many people aren't familiar with. Some people are scared of. They're actually mm. scared of, of feeling... Um, Free, feeling joyful, scared of, um, you know, even scared of scared of losing it. So it's a, it's quite a difficult thing to do. So the
1: vulnerability would be the block, in a sense.
2: Yes, yeah, because but being playful is hmm. is is being vulnerable because because hmm. you've got to be um, uh, not on guard. You've oh, got to be unselfconscious. Hmm. You've got to be in the moment. And and for many of our clients, who knows what's going to happen when you know, you allow yourself to, to, to be that way. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think it is, I think it is hard. I mean, I think, I think we need to, in terms of like anecdotes, um, I feel like the cognitive stuff is important. Um, psychoeducation on the importance of play and playfulness um but i also feel like you know some of the experiential activities is really when it kind of drives home the difference between engaging in activity where it's more like um uh, i'm doing this thing to achieve a goal i'm rock climbing for example to get to the top yeah versus um seeing it through the eyes of a child where you're standing at the bottom thinking wow isn't this cool I'm going to climb up this wall. Yeah. I'm going to grab onto these things, and this is so cool. This is sort of so. Fun. Look at these rocks. Yeah, yeah. Look at these rocks. Yeah. Hey, awesome
0: that. Look, I wasn't Look, I'm. This is you know, I'm a playful kind of person, so yeah, you know, you are not, you're not right. selling, selling any, uh, you know, uh, anything to me. I'm fully up for it. But yeah. can you play too much? Well, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, you know, it, you normally you would see this my mo- yeah happy child mode as being a non dysfunctional mode, but then just to be devil's advocate. Can you play too much? Can you just or is that yeah, uh, I might do another mode?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're under something. I, I think I think we might have um there's there's playing to experience um joy, and there's playing to escape pain. Yeah. And I think that would be the differentiation like you know like a, sure. a like a joker mode someone yeah. who sees the funny side of everything even when there's an opportunity to kind of be yeah. you know connecting to someone just sort of by sort of being serious or connecting with more vulnerable feelings um but yeah I, th- I think that's a really really important distinction um that yeah that what sometimes might appear a happy child mode can actually be a coping mode
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and what about like um I think it, it sort of segues into the idea of work hard, play hard. You have these personalities that, you know, um, are workaholics or, you know, they're at it all week, like working long hours and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they, they play just as hard. And can can they be a sort of an overcompensatory form of playing?
2: Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it very much can be, but... But one really cool thing that I've also learned from the play literature is we have, um, we can have different play personalities and mm. some people find inherent joy in competition, in, yeah. in,
1: in keeping score. Yeah, and, and the playfulness around that. Yeah,
2: it's just like, that they 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 love it. They 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 yeah. they, they love they love winning. They love
1: keeping hmm. score. They love um you know you think think of think of um because you have play styles, right? I think this came yes. up in your workshop. So what are the play styles like? So there's oh, this one. Oh gee, if
2: I can if I can remember them. So, so remember um uh, Stuart Stuart Brown wrote this book called. Um,
1: Imagine writing a book. Like, I mean, they can understand for kids, you play. know, yeah,
0: on play. I mean, you know. You know yeah. I've been trying to get teaching. Andrew to
1: write a book, a schema book on this, and I told him to call oh, yeah, it the yeah, playbook. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. The playbook. Yeah, yeah. Playbook.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, the playbook. <laughs> so one, tell one us. Of, one of many, many um, kind of cool ideas that came out of our time in Bali together.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, tell us. How statement? easy was it to access the play state over there?
2: Of, oh, so easy. So Oh, my goodness. Wasn't it wonderful, seriously, to be over there? And
1: just, uh, I'm still got my tan. I'm just hanging <laughs> on to my winter tan,
2: yeah. um, which which made it
1: such a perfect setting for for a happy child workshop. Did you find that? Did you find because it's almost an experiment? Right? Oh my You've done this in Sydney, right? Before. Yeah. How different was the setting? Like, as in, for people to be more open, the fact they didn't have to go home and and maybe deal with. I, I think it,
2: I think it was it was very. It, it made it so much easier to enter the play stage. Do, do you remember when we did the? Remember we did that activity? Um, Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you were there for that part. We did the activity. I call it, um, I call it take your happy child for a walk. So the idea is that you imagine, um, you imagine that there's your little happy child in front of you and you, you're attuned to the way that they look, attuned to the way that they feel and you encourage them to, to just go and follow their lead. And so usually when I'm doing this sort of stuff in Sydney, people might walk around the park and they might, you know, literally stop to smell the roses or they might sit and kind of crumple, yeah. um, uh, you know, crumple leaves and stuff like that. But in Bali, do you remember what happened? There was people outside that were spinning in the, in the, in the rain. Um, someone went and jumped into the pool fully clothed. <laughs> 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 and there's gotta be, there's gotta be something about that environment, the freedom of that <laughs> environment. Happy child, to... Unchanged. Yeah. But I think that's, this is the thing as well like, I that I think, um, that, as adults, we have these very sophisticated ways of entering play states, um, and you know, re- for example, like reconnecting with uh, um, awe and wonder. And and one way to do that is 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 we go on holidays, and we do. We see these amazing, beautiful things. Oh, it's amazing! This is so beautiful. I'm so happy to be here. This is incredible. But there is actual ways that we can access that on a more day to day level. But we don't purposely
1: intend to do that um anyway i, I got people lost in can, I mean, sometimes can sort of com- compartmentalize this right yeah you're like they, they you know we do the work thing and you're like right it's okay because next year i'm going to go on this trip and then yeah you know we tend to okay. sometimes yeah but I that think also I think might that relate that, that's
2: that's a form of playfulness as well though like like, like we, we fantasize we think about these cool mm. things in the future mm um
1: that would be uh, engaging your child a little bit during the day just think, it's okay i'm gonna yeah. do this or plan your trip or you plan oh we're gonna do this and
0: you know it also relates to what you were saying about the uh, work hard you know party hard or play hard <laughs> you know they kind of oh, well i've got to do work hard now Mate, we said play weekend. hard not party hard. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> you know this idea of yeah. you know no the time will come late you know i'm wondering whether that's a part of this sort of making this more of an adaptive thing about blurring those boundaries you know rather than no no it's time for work and
1: "Mm, be serious so guys this is a really um upfront way of saying come and join us in bali next year we've got a couple of retreats on um we're good good to see more folks out there but a million million dollar question andrew um what kind of happy toys and gadgets have you got for your work
2: um what do you mean by that toys and gadgets
1: or um (laughs) g-rated Happy to you know, do you use anything I don't know, dolls, uh, balloons, rocks, props? I reckon.
2: reckon, Like I think it it depends. Like I'm I've been working to try and come up with a bunch of activities which sort of in um individual therapy kind of emulate the process of, you know, entering a play state or emulate the process of understanding the modes. But I think the things that we do are pretty um pretty individual um yeah i don't i don't know if there's any
1: you would so you don't say we should pull out make balloon or something and it's the same prop for everyone it's it's got to be it's, yeah in conjunction with the client like what yeah sort i think of stuff. so
2: i think so i mean you could like one one thing that um i know um Joan Farrell and Ida sure doing their self practice self reflection workshop is you know bring out uh, and they and in the group work is bring out balloons and um uh you know like that up e type game and I think I think that stuff's I think that stuff's really good like again I feel like a lot of that those sort of things work work better in a group format mm. Um, mm. Uh, yeah
0: so what would your tips be then say if you're trying to help someone be more you know, sort of uh, happy child mode, like you know what for a therapist working with a client, you know, and then you're thinking this is something that we should really sort of elaborate on. What are you thinking?
2: Um, I kind of feel like, like back to that idea of primary attachment needs are primary, so like working on those, working on those first. Um,
0: so, uh, tell me more. they like want to. So- so so, so
2: yeah we're, like like, like m- most most of our clients that do come with uh chronic inhibition chronic um unrelenting standards have got more primary schemas as well like defectiveness emotional right. deprivation
0: so feeling insecure. yeah yeah this I mean like,
2: I kind of feel like that stuff you at need ease. to work on
0: first yeah. so they have to be at ease to be in yeah. that you know, sort of yeah. so a, sort Feels of a preliminary safe. goal yeah.
2: yeah yeah and I, f- yeah. I feel like um I feel like knowing what play is, like having a good Mm -hmm. concept of what play is and what the play state is, is, is really important, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to recognize that in our clients, um, and it not just being, uh, not just being a, a predetermined, um, or a bunch of activities that we tend to do in adulthood. I, I feel like, um, not always, but one one cool thing to do is to do um a a a play history assessment. Um so you get a sense of this the sorts of things that people did when they were a kid, um, sorts of things that gave them joy, uh, sorts of things that were encouraged, sorts of things that were, were discouraged. How many of those things are uh uh done in adulthood? I do this kind of linking style um imagery activity. Um uh, uh, where you try and trigger play states in the here and now by looking at, you know, pictures of, of happy children, for example, because you're using that sort of concept mm-hmm. of mirror neurons, okay, and then cool. asking the person to close their eyes, and um, if, if they can kind of access that sense of freedom, that sense of joy, mm-hmm. that sense of kind of um, lightness, close their eyes and yeah. think of a time when they are a kid where they felt a similar sort of way, that can kind of be a way of reconnecting with... Um, what they might call like original play, or um, yeah. uh, some people call it like heart play, um, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but being being attuned to play and, and um, attuned to play states because we don't want to kind of emulate another uh, another experience of being pushed into something that doesn't actually suit someone. Hmm.
1: Um, Autonomy is really key. Like yeah, it has to be yeah, yeah, yeah. something that they want to try out. Yeah. Yeah. And then how far can we push it though?
0: Like like as
1: therapists, that? can we can we play can we play What you do play, Rob? You, you must play park? now. <laughs> are you down the park, Andrew like kicking and ball around with your clients or Well, like, um, it does kind I, no, of push for that in the Yeah, way.
2: yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've done that, but but I I do do not on I do use movement? Not not yet. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> Go back to work on Monday. Give it a go, Rob. Yeah. Rob put this idea in my mind. So I've got this ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I think I think things to do with movement can be really helpful. Like I have, you know, gone for walks with clients because I'm lucky that there's like this cool little park close to where I work, and I might use this this. Uh, this um take your happy child for a walk activity or i might sort of just be walking with them to help them sort of get a sense of what it's like to feel movement but i've also tried this thing where in the therapy session um itself you don't you don't actually face each other but um you you stand up and you do some sort of gentle movement because um you know movement is you know the natural state of of a um like a, a happy child and um you know, Stuart Brown in his book, Play, talks about, um, uh, you know, stages of play, the first stage being being achievement and the second stage being movement. And so one thing I'll do is sort of just do some sort of gentle gentle um, movement with my clients and ask them what comes up and often use that opportunity to, to start some, you know, chair work thing where... You know, okay. We're just going to move. We're just going to do this like gentle swaying thing.
1: We're not looking at each other, so they. So I'm not. Almost like letting...
2: dance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, dance not, it... is
1: interesting because yeah. it's this thing that it's a movement we do that can, you know, either it's just going to be this joyous autonomy, you know, experience, or it can be the most, you know, um, anxiety provoking yes. experience of your life. Yes, like, yes. It's the same movement. Yes, but you can get. You can do it in two. You know, distinctly different. Yes. Types. Yeah, 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 and exactly, exactly. That's strange. It's the same thing.
2: When you, one interesting thing that comes out of the play research is that is, is that um, uh, things that get in the way of play and playfulness is observers. So you've got to do whatever you can. We to, made that
1: mistake
0: once, right?
2: We did. Let's keep that <laughs> on the download, on the DL, Rob. <laughs>
0: We learned so, that the hard way. Yeah. yeah, yeah so just yeah. to reiterate to the listeners, there was a situation. It was a play state, People were looking on, and no one wanted to play. Yeah. So we did. Something.
1: Just so you know, what we're talking about we we did an experiential task uh, in an SPSR group, but we didn't understand the observer principle, and we no. sort of uh, we we sort of you know come up with our own exercise. But this is where we learned this. So yeah. do you want to do you want to um, reiterate the observer principle?
2: Yeah. So so once I I I think th- yeah. So we feel less free to be play to play and be playful when we feel there are observers so um minimizing observers can help people engage in playfulness more and um in in our in our work um rob yeah just like this like you were saying like we, we've been trying to you know put in more um happy child stuff in our SPSR workshops yep. and one of the early ones that we tried had too much observer stuff like people were asked to do an activity or to do a certain movement while the rest of the group moved on and I, I know just as well as everyone I felt very very uncomfortable so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess we
1: learned um, that even the play state has a sort of window of tolerance Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like so that's that's something we learned. Yeah. But you bring up something cool, which is these. You know, you said SPSR—that's self-practice, self-reflection workshops. Yeah. And you know, we did one in Bali. We, you and I have been running them for a few years now up in the Blue Mountains. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of preceded a, a bit of a pivot in in your practice. I, I would say also in my own practice. I think Chris, you're the same. Uh, it's much more acceptable these days in fact we we really um, encourage therapists to uh, seek their own therapy and work on little things that might be well it could be big things but also things that might be impacting um the treatment you know their their treatment with clients um different forms of transference that comes into the work uh so you know what's that been like Uh, you know i think you're increasingly working that space therapist to the therapists
2: i i think it's i think it's it's May sound cliche, but it's, it really is like an, it's an amazing privilege. It's incredible. Like, you know, that, that these incredible, talented, insightful, kind people will trust us with their feelings. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I, 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 I find it, I find it really interesting for a whole bunch of reasons. Like, I, I find that we share so many, um, we share different, aspects of i guess reasons that have brought us to the profession like yeah. i i feel like we're in <laughs> in in different ways we've been socialized into it and that's that's yeah, got yeah. to do with um you know perhaps our own schemas in our own response to schemas and yeah. um yeah which, which brings us to you know being a caring professional and I, I think you know understanding those stories and the different ways that we kind of cope with imperfect childhoods and how that's influenced us Uh, us uh. being uh, you know, carers. I found. I had really this image in
1: my head of like several times sitting with you after a workshop, having a beverage oh, and yeah. reflecting on how messed up our backgrounds might have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, that's so- looking at each other and going, oh, you too." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah. got one no, thing wonder. to ask you. I've got one Who thing wonder? to ask you um, before we finish up. Like, this is one thing that I could think of: a client coming to me with, and we haven't covered it, but it's something that we we need to cover probably at one point, especially people. I I know why, but what's the what's the point? Like I would say, you know, I've got a client, well, what's the point in doing that? What's the point, in, you know, being in happy child mode? What, From your perspective, from a scheme perspective, what do you think are the advantages? I can I can see them, but what would you, how would you approach um, it? You
2: think, from your
0: perspective? I mean. Don't I mean th- to.
2: No, no, no. I mean, I, th- I, I, I don't want to get. T- I, I think the point is, is like this is going to sound very dbt but a, a life worth living like a mm. life a life with freedom and joy yeah um has so much is so much more enjoyable yeah and also gives us so much more a sense of 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 purpose as well and i i, I think um in so many ways through through play we can we can connect with people like think think of i mean the the I think a lot of a lot of a lot of people socialise into adulthood mm. only start to get back into play in a big way when they have their own children. <laughs>
0: Retire, or oh, oh, hey. no <laughs> <yet.
1: laughs> <laughs> children are the conduits, right, yeah. of play. Children yeah, are the that's best true. advisors.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, was, it,
2: it, it, you, you, I, I sort of feel like, so, so there's that part of it as well. But if, yeah. if you're talking, it, but it, it removes pain as well. Yeah. Like, like, so. if, you can, if you can find yourself in that state of, of inherent enjoyment, non-self consciousness um, yeah. and loss of loss of time, you yeah. can't feel anxious keep Yeah, and you have your positive you're really reactions nice to Yeah. Yeah. Positive you,
0: you, emotions. And it's almost like a, a emotional regulator. As yes. well. it's, a, it's like a yeah, you know, a valve, pressure valve in some some ways too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, the professor of uh play. And I love on, I love fun. talking to
1: you about this stuff. Uh Andrew. Yeah, you go. Because Andrew too. Andrew, you can be anywhere and he'll just go into this thing and we'll say, Well, the play literature suggests, <laughs> and then whatever comes after that is the play literature.
0: <laughs> this is it, exactly.
1: And it last is. question, last question, and we'll finish up. Yeah, are academics the best people to be studying play
2: in some ways? Yes, but you, I, I, I think you've um. Yes, as long as they allow themselves to be playful. Look, I don't know if this is answering the question, but but but
1: it's not a real question. Just,
2: no, but nice. I, I think like like some some really inspiring academics, and I, I include both of you guys in in this. And I, I know you know Chris, you're not technically an academic, mm-hmm. um, but I find the most inspiring academics so playful in regard to ideas; they just love it they care less about um they care less about you know publishing and career advancement Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but they just love the idea of ideas (laughs) playing with ideas exploring ideas being you know exploring is a type of play creativity Hmm. is a type of play exploring ideas and being creative with ideas i know this isn't answering the question but in many ways i I, I kind of think um Totally, in, and anyways, you Maybe me. they are because th- they just love playing with ideas.
1: You affected me on this. I, I remember you saying this to me maybe a year ago. We were just having a geek out about something, and you looked at me and you said, dude, like you're in the play state right now. And yeah. I was just talking about schema therapy. Yes. Like, so that, you, both I was like, of you guys, yeah. Well, is it really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally, and I can relate to that. I think Chris, I can definitely see, mm. you know, he's in the play state most days dreaming up schema therapy yeah. techniques or yeah, know, yeah. experiential things. Yeah,
2: yeah. Rob, with all your ideas, maybe we could think about it this way. What do you think about this, Chris? With all, all all your different ways to kind of think about to improve training, maybe we could try this. Maybe we could do this. Like it's such a, it's like hanging out with you guys is so playful because you just love love. And the that's
1: thing. we can maybe end on that note. You know, um, I can't even remember which podcast it was. It was one of these wellbeing podcasts about work and stuff. But they were saying if you can, if you can get, you know, your job be the thing that's like linked to the place if you enjoy your job it's linked Mm, to that kind of play state i mean you know wow and i think many of us many of us are i think you know Mm, um you know we have our bad days in therapy mm. or you know um difficult days you know difficult moments all those things but for the most part if you feel you can get into that play state at work i mean this is this is the goal
0: absolutely yeah Andrew, thank you for today Oh, thanks, Chris. Again, Professor of Play, thanks, the the Doctor <laughs> of Happy, the Happiness Doctor himself. Um, and look, just a couple of plugs. So, as we mentioned, we've mentioned something about um, there's a there's a schema um, therapy uh, retreat that we do. Uh, it's up, it's ready to go for the end of June in 2024. That's happening um rob and me we we'll probably also want to plug our book the cambridge guide to schema therapy that is um it's uh, it's available it's had some uh, it's been sold out everywhere so wow. uh, they've gone to uh, reprint it, unlimited reprints for the rest of its time hopefully so won't have any trouble with that but that will be it's available it's, a, it's around two so months might- yeah thanks
1: to everyone that um that's actually bought the book and stuff that was, that's amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, 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 oh, the other thing, if anyone has bought the book, it'd be really, really helpful if you could leave an Amazon review.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Reviews yeah. are very so It helps helpful. get the word out.
1: Excellent. So, again, thank you.
0: Also, awesome.
2: can I just mention as well? Could, while we're talking mm-hmm. about gigs, plug in gigs, um, Chris Hepworth and I are doing a gig next year. We're doing a mad tour of this um, uh, workshop series that we're calling uh, Festival of Feelings. Perfect. So, it's a, a schema therapy um, workshop series um, where I'm going to do a day on Happy Child. He's doing a day on Five Faces of Anger. So, that's um, beginning of May next year, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth. So, if anyone wants yeah. to come along, Festival of Feelings. And, and
0: we'll put the um, the links to that in the show notes. Yeah. So, if you're interested in that, we'll put, we've all, you've also got a recent uh, article with the International Society of Schema Therapy. So, we'll whack that in there, link to that, so you can people have a bit of a read. But Thank yeah, you. absolutely. The Festival of Feelings 22. You and
1: Hepworth are right. doing a bit of good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah,
0: <it's> <laughs> you're going to come in and do the happiness.
1: I'm so happy. I'm up,
0: so happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: uh, excellent. Hey, Andrew, That's
2: pleasure. It. Right, yeah. Boys, thanks so you. much thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it and love yeah talking about this and i can well.
1: absolutely tell you've been in the play state for the last 55 minutes
2: <laughs> awesome
0: okay
1: see you mate yeah, time's do. fine see ya see ya cool